And now what John and I thought was, you know, we don't need a lot of time up here. Really, John and I participated, set some meetings. You know, John is with Outlook. He sets appointments for himself and he doesn't need any kind of help. But anyways, we did a bunch of stuff, brought these people together, but we thought we'd bring a panel up here. Really, the folks that really, you know, their, their minds wrapped and they, they participated in these task force. So right now we're gonna bring up our panel. Fran, Ryan, Kayla, Leslie, Tara, and George Simon, please welcome to the stage. Go team. Nice. Awesome. Well, in the interest of time, we're going to get moving, John. So I'll let you kind of fire away first. All right. You know, I, as we thought about what would people like to hear, Fran, I was thinking about how was our approach to developing our DNA different and bold compared to traditional approaches that we saw when we kicked it off? You know, John, um, our approach was far from traditional. And when I think about it, you know, five key things come to, to mind. And these are things that you all have been hearing throughout the um, meeting today. The first thing is, you know, leadership wanted to bring together the different perspectives, diverse perspectives of our entire team. And so what they did was when they compiled the uh, task forces, they looked across both legacy firms and identified folks that, that could, you know, help bring about what our legacy would, would be. We looked at different regions, different markets, different service lines, client servicing and non-client servicing. The next thing that comes to mind is, so our meetings were held both in person and virtually. And in our first meeting, we were told to think outside the box and to be bold. Now, we heard be bold before we got there, but that was the first thing we heard on, on day one in our first meeting down in Charlotte. And what they said was, we want you to be bold just as we were in landing on our name for this. Um, so when we go to actually think about who we want to be, how we want to show up, we said, hey, let's leave both legacies behind, but let's not start over, right? Let's look towards our future. The third thing that comes to mind is, you know, we really brought both legacies together. As you saw on the board, you saw all the mission statements of other firms. And so we bought our DHG core values, what trust, relationship, passion, innovation. We bought BKD's pride values, uh, passion, um, respect, uh, integrity, discipline, and excellence. So we brought that to the table. Um, next, number four, we uh, were told again in our first meeting that, and you saw the picture, right? We were looking with this blank stare. We were told that we would have our culture, our DNA, after that first meeting. I don't even know if it was a nine hour day. It may have been eight. And we all looked with that blank stare like this has got to be impossible. This is not going to happen. But we did it. We actually had our DNA when that meeting was over. And then the real work really began. We started forming those focus groups, again, making sure we had the different perspectives from around the firm, because again, we wanted to be bold. We wanted to make sure that the words that we had chosen would resonate with each and every one of you. And we wanted to make sure those words were not offensive. So we took that feedback and we tweaked our DNA. And in less than 90 days, we were able to say that we 
are for this, where our purpose is to help those we serve unlock their full potential by building remarkable careers and providing an unmatched client experience through an uncommitment to excellence. And if we, or when we, get that all right, we will be known for creating engaging um, opportunities, delivering innovation solutions, and building unrivaled relationships. Strong. And I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I must say I agree with everything Fran said, and as many of you may or may not know, it's a struggle for me to be bold. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to say that um, how impactful it was for leadership to intentionally seek out team members from all levels, not only those who serve external clients, but those who serve internal clients, to trust that we would uh, listen to, um, understand what we were asked to do, to respond through the process, and to deliver an unmatched client experience, our Forvis DNA, that was bold, different, and uniquely Forvis. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Fran. Leslie, great insights there into our, our journey on being bold. That was awesome. So let's pivot a little bit to our purpose. Kayla, I'm gonna throw one at you. You know, how does our purpose statement resonate with you? What does it mean to unlock potential in those we serve? Yeah, it, it, it's great stuff. You know, I, I think I would pause for a second and say, how often do organizations get an opportunity to really shine a spotlight on their purpose when so many people are listening to hear it? So it, it's a great thing. Um, when we set out in Charlotte, we kind of said, hey, we want to keep it simple. We want to make it unique, but we want to make it powerful. And I think we nailed it. Um, you know, I, the uniqueness is really that word unlock. And I love it because it shows that there's two sides to success. You gotta have two parts to get that, which is perfect for a client service business, right? So, um, you know, and I think it really leans in onto what made both of the firms before the merger successful, which is this concept of servant leadership and trying to look to help those that are in need and see how we can help them. Um, and then it always falls with that awesome question of what, what can, who do you serve? Um, that really lets us explain that we're more than the deliverables that we issue. Um, and so I think about it in a couple of different ways, about three of them. So internally, for our teammates, I mean, I'd be remiss to think that every person in this room didn't have somebody in their career that saw their ability further than they saw themselves and helped them achieve great things. Um, I know it's something I've benefited from in this career for multiple people in this room. And, if, you know, we're, we're gonna do hard things here. That's, that's what our clients are engaging us to do. And if I know that I have somebody that's pushing me outside my comfort zone, but is going to support me along the way and then cheer with me when we achieve great things, I will be bold and I will excel. And then it just exudes this culture of mentorship and sponsorship and that only pays returns upon itself. It, it, it's great. And then, you know, we gotta think about our clients and unlocking their potential. It's, it's in our name, so we owe it to our clients that if we're gonna be bold and have a forward vision, we're helping them find solutions and looking on the horizon and coming up with innovative matters to unlock their full, full potential. And I know that everyone in this room knows that there's nothing better than seeing our clients succeed and them recognizing an unmatched client experience. And then lastly, but definitely not least, is our communities. I mean, if you look around the room, think about our clients, how many communities are we serving, not only as clients, but as volunteers to help unlock the communities and those that live in them and their full potential? I mean, it's. It's great stuff, and it has been, but it's gonna to continue to be our success going forward. 
Yeah, and Kayla, I'll add, you know, I love that the purpose statement isn't exclusive, but inclusive of, as you mentioned, clients, team members, and our communities. It applies to literally everyone we serve, but yet it doesn't put any limitations on what we strive to do for any one of those groups. Um, you know, someone's potential is specific and, you know, intentional for them. Um, this purpose statement gives us meaning in what we do, um, and, and it allows us to be intentional about how we tailor our approach to serving each one of those groups. Uh, that is incredible, and and it gives me moose bumps just to hear about it, Kate. <laughs> which is different than goosebumps if you don't know. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite moments in this whole process, Rob, was when I got to call Ryan and ask him if he would be on our task force. Uh, for those of you who don't know Ryan, there's probably nobody who's been more all in. For those of you on the task force, you know that Ryan is just absolutely dedicated to helping our people be successful. And so Ryan, I'm curious, do you believe the DNA that we built supports building an inclusive workplace where people can develop into their best self? Uh, thanks, John. I, I, we had a great conversation. Did you have to ask John about one of his kids' birthdays sometime? sometime a little petting zoo inside the house. So follow, follow up with him at, at, at one point. But, no, and I think here's, here's the deal, John. I think from what I know about my time with this firm and what I've learned from all of you, you know, I think this concept has always been there for our firms. Um, but I think we tried to be really, really intentional about articulating it. Um, and, and I know that it was in our firms because I think about the very first exercise we did as a committee. And the question was, tell us something that's special about your firm's culture. But what that turned into was everybody's personal, this is why I'm still here story. And based on, it's a lot of what Kayla just said, but every one of us is still here because somebody believed in us, somebody wanted better for us than they had for themselves, somebody wanted to make us better than we actually thought we could be. And so then when we land on this DNA, you see it all the way. Why do we exist to serve? You know, how do we do it? You know, remarkable careers and with excellence. What do we look like at our best? Building unrivaled relationships with people and our clients. And you know, there is a tremendous business case for all of that. You know, if you look at the world we live in where our clients' needs are changing, our clients are changing, our people are changing, how we stay relevant for 100 years is being that employer of choice. It's being that employer of choice that no matter who you are or where you come from or how you landed with us, that you have this, this great belief that someone at Forvis um, is not only gonna challenge you to be a great professional, but they're gonna challenge you to be a great person in general. They're gonna challenge you to be a great husband or wife or partner or aunt or uncle or son or daughter or whoever you are to your life and great to your community too. Because that's what, when we talk about best self, we talk about we want to create individuals, we want to be there and mentor and lean in on people to make them the best that they can very, very much be. And if we do that, if we keep doing that, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Because everything we talk about in a vision, when we look, what we look like when we're at our very, very best, that just happens. That, that's great, Ryan, and, and I love everything that you said. And let me just add a, a brief uh, footnote to, to what you just said. I think it comes down to creating an environment where 
everyone feels like they have a chance to succeed. And I want to underscore that word feel because oftentimes within an organization there is this disconnect between the words on a paper about a company's culture and the actual emotion that the employees within that organization feel. And so for me personally, you know, I go back to the very first um, interview that I had and, and the feeling that, that, that was generated to the now hundreds of interactions that I've had with my legacy red and now legacy blue colleagues. I want everyone that joins our firm to have that same feeling. And, and if I were to put some words to that feeling, it, it would be, I want you to be here. I value your perspective and I'm going to do everything that I can to help you be successful. And so creating that, that personal environment uh, for you know, all, of, all of our people, I think is baked into um, the Forvis way. And so when we do that, we naturally um, cause all of our employees to succeed and, and to be their best selves. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you, George. Yeah, George Ryan, great to hear your passion and authenticity in your voice. That's mm -hmm. kind of what we experienced for 80 days was, was a lot of that. So let's, I heard Ryan, I heard you say, uh, how do we serve? And so let's pivot a little bit to the Unmatched Client uh, Experience book here a little bit. And Leslie, why is it important for four of us to create the book and memorialize this? Well, Rob, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the bold, unique, and unrivaled way we do business separates us from other professional services firms. The commitment to hold ourselves accountable to the high standards that we set and how we plan to accomplish that. The team members who consistently show up and serve with passion, integrity, empathy, expertise, dedication, I could go on and on, I see your goosebumps, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> no, I'm just like excited. They inspired us to be bold, be your best self, excel always, be builders, operate as one for this, lead with integrity, and deliver unmatched client experience. The importance of delivering an unmatched client experience and what we do isn't common. It's truly uncommon. We have the recipe for unlimited success, and sharing these ingredients with our clients, prospective clients, team members, future team members, will ensure we continue to serve up an unmatched client experience the Forvis way. Awesome. You, you're making me hungry with all the ingredients <laughs> and recipes. I know we just ate lunch, right. sounds good. But no, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, you know, I say if we look back, 10, 20 years, 30 years from now in the book, one thing that's really important is think about the time and the mindset that it was pulled together. Um, you know, when, when we made this Forvis merger, the real deal, we got the chance to look at the best of both firms and bring it here and document it and then find some net news as well and memorialize it. Um, they always say, don't forget where your roots came from. This is our roots in paper and writing. And so it keeps us honest and it makes us realize what we always set out to do here as a good point of reference. And then more importantly, you know, we've been talking about unloading the book to everybody that's been here for their career for how long they've been, but it's planting a seed for those new guys that are coming in, those new team, member, team members, those clients, and pledging to them, hey, this is what the Forvis way is. And so when you really look at it, there's no way to mistake or forget what the Forvis way is with this being in, in hand. You know, I, I got to witness the coming together of the two teams. 
but I know everybody out there still feels at times, and we heard it earlier today, Tara, you know, sometimes blue team, maybe we're all changing that way, or red team, we're all changing that way. But I'm curious, Tara, you got to sit through it. When we created this client experience approach, was it a fusion of both firms? Was it net new? How does that UCX creation represent our forward vision? Yeah, great question, John. Um, so as Rob mentioned earlier, we have really great content from which to pull, both the BKD Experience Unmatched Client Service Book on the legacy BKD side and the high-performing partner playbook on the legacy DHG side. Um, but despite this content, our process was net new. Um, you know, we took a, a team of diverse talent and experience on our task force and really tried to focus on what does this idea of unmatched client experience really mean to us? Um, and that was a really great place to start. So um, you know, it was very clear, no matter which side you, you sat on, um, the people on our team were excited and took very seriously the opportunity to create this new standard of client service. Um, it, you know, our passion, I think, for serving clients well came through. Um, so the book came together pretty quickly. Um, one of my favorite parts of the process was a homework assignment that involved gathering feedback and stories from both clients and internal team members. And really what this allowed us to do was, was have an opportunity to take not just what we think UCX means, but what do our clients really want in this idea of unmatched client, client service? And then how can we take those stories and provide them as examples for our team members to follow? Um, how do we really bring them to life? Um, I think that these stories along with the book's content, tips, strategies, which you I think saw a glimpse of on the, on the slides earlier, they really do a, an excellent job of tying together the mission, the vision, and the purpose of Forbes through the application of client service. You know, it lays out what we want both our clients and team members to experience and how we serve each other. Um, it's bold. We've heard that word a lot. If anybody had a you know, dollar for every time it's been said today. Um, it's thorough, um, it's functional, and as the name suggests, it, it is unmatched. And I think um, more than anything, it, it's a tangible representation of what we've done together as a merged firm in just five short months, um, which is really cool. Um, I think it will present to our partners, our employees, our clients, and our prospects who we are, what we stand for, and what you can expect from a relationship with Forbes. Yeah, that's that's really really good, Tara. I mean, it, net new, evolving from where we were. Our reality is, with all the rate of change that we've talked about um, today and over the last year, you know, we we were all going to be thinking about how do we build on these awesome foundations that we have, these awesome you know foundations that were built by giants of our profession to get this to get the to get us to a hundred years. And yet, how do we stay relevant? How do we continue to speak the same language? You know, I, I want a DNA that has the fingerprints of Ambler and Hughes and Kirkman and Sims all over it. Um, that's why we're here. That's how we got to this point today. Um, but it's also to continue to make it relevant, right? That's what's, you know, Kayla and I can't hardly contain our excitement at times because we still got a long way to go in this journey. And, you know, the fact that, you know, we get to think about, you know, continuing to break forward that legacy of these leaders we've got to learn from and lay it out there so that we know that it continues to exist, continues to have the impact on our people and our communities and our clients that, that we've had for, for this long, um, has the opportunity to be really special. Yeah, as you guys were explaining it, that video where the fuse of the two, I just had that, that two artifacts doing the same thing and coming out on the back end with net new authentic material. So with that in mind, we have a book digitally 
It'll be here in hard copy eventually. George, how do you plan to use that with your clients, with your people? Share some experiences there. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the million dollar question, right? That, that is why we wrote the book. Um, one of the things that I love about the book is, is how simple it is, right? How, how practical it is to apply with all of the great stories um, that have been taken from our combined legacies that essentially demonstrates the Forvis way in action. And the other thing that I love about the book is that it aligns with my personal values. And so one of the things that I'm going to be working on is just internalizing the book, right? So that my everyday interactions and discussions I'm having with my team and in office and our clients is just influenced by the UCX behaviors. Um, you asked about team. Um, one of the things that I think is, is important um, is just modeling, um, you know, in front of our team, my team, you know, the, the UCX behaviors, um, just in, and also just engaging them in, in value-based um, discussions, right, so that they understand, um, you know, why I love being a part of, of this firm. Um, as it relates to, to my clients, um, I want to make sure that they get a copy of the book, right, so that they are aware of the high standard of excellence that we hold um, ourselves to. Um, and then just engage them in a discussion so that they understand, you know, like we talked about why we wrote the book, what it means to us, uh, but more importantly, um, what it means for them. You know, George, I also love the book. And not only does it align with my personal values, it also aligns with the combined values of both legacies and further supports why we are truly better together. You know, when I first learned that we were gonna have a book, my initial reaction was, do we really need a book? You know, is it gonna come across the way we intend for it to come across? Would it be authentic? Would it look professional? Would it really represent who we are? And so then I started thinking as we continue to meet, I started thinking about how I use the legacy um, blue high-performing partner playbook, and I compared it to what I was reading in Legacy Red's unmatched client service book and I came to realize that the intent of both books were the same. You know, each legacy wanted to document or codify, you know, what they really stood for and wanted something to be able to hold yourselves accountable for, to have your teammates hold you accountable for, and to just show you how you should operate as for this. And so I'm very excited about the book and I cannot wait to use it. Um, when I joined DHG, Legacy DHG back in 2019 and I was presented that book electronically, I actually ran to the office and printed it out in color because I needed that tangible piece of paper in my hand, something that I can actually flip and look and refer back to as I serve my clients, my teams and my communities. Well, I know when you guys get together and get to go through this, you're going to be looking for things in this new construct that you go, we can own this. This is who we are. This is who's in our DNA. These folks on stage have been through it a ton. So I'm curious for our last question, what aspects really stand out to you as being uniquely for us? Fran, we'll start with you and we'll just run down the line. That's interesting. So the one thing that really, you know, stands out for me is the positive use of the prefix un. We have unlock in our purpose. We have unmatched and uncommon in our mission. 
and we have unrivaled in our vision. And so I can vision seeing all the DNAs of Forvis um, alongside other accounting firms and large corporations in the years to come on a wall. And I think we're gonna be able to say, we are Forvis, that is us, because of the way we use that prefix un. That's awesome. I'm a great fan. I, I think for me, it's just commitment to provide our clients with an uncommon experience. And, and I think that's very unique. Yeah. Um, definitely the one firm mentality. And then again, as, as George mentioned, this intentional commitment to superior client service. I gotta say the four words. I'm still waiting for edition two where Greg Cole puts in moose bumps, <laughs> defining that. Uh, but no, jokes aside, I mean, once we start using these words on a day-to-day -day basis, they really pack a punch and I, I can't wait to have our own vocabulary internally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say we are unafraid and unapologetically, you like that? Um, we, we are unafraid and we unapologetically um, set high expectations, but we immediately support that by serving. Ryan, that was unbelievable. <laughs> I, I would say, let me tell you mine real quick. Servant leadership, intentionality, be bold, forward vision, those, thing, those four things really resonate with me. Yeah, those are great, great summaries. George reminded me of a story. I was practicing my speech in front of my wife, and she listened to all the, right, this is a life value, right? It's, li it's a book about life a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she's like, repeat those again? And then she's like, you usually consult with a purpose before you listen to understand me. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. Um, hey, let's thank the panel here. They did a ter terrific job.